guys, you're listening to The Golden Ticket. I'm Reese Sanders, and I'm here with... Isaiah Dunn. And Jimmy Collins. Yeah, and Jimmy Collins. <laughs> and we're so excited that you... Two, one, go. Hey, guys. No. Three, two, one. Hey. <laughs> this, like, shouldn't be that hard. Hi, guys. My name is Reese Sanders, and I'm here with... Hey. Providing oh. a platform for students and student-athletes across the country... Catch every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and, and TikTok. And add me on Kick. <laughs> so let's get into it. All right, I think I'll, I'll cut it. I think I'll make it funny because we have. To... Yes. Welcome back, everybody. Episode eight of the Golden Ticket Podcast. Jimmy Collins joined by Isaiah Dunn, Reese Sanders, and our guest, Cleveland Sellers. What's up, y'all? Cleveland, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you, man. <laughs> you know, I know Cleveland. I've talked about NDCA in past um, podcasts, and that's for those who are just now uh, tuning in. It's for Notre Dame Christian Athletes. It's a Bible study. And Cleveland is a host. I think that's where I met you. Is that where I met you? That is not where you met me. Where did I meet you? We got mutual friends. Like, we I know, met through them. We we met through them. Mutuals. Okay. We got close to you. Yeah, NDCA. yeah. We got close to NDCA, but we met like just in the dorm. Yeah, like, I can I can see that. Space. I can see that. Yeah. Well, I've gotten to know Cleveland through NDCA, and he's a great, wonderful guy, a funny character, and I knew we had to get him on here. I'm so happy he's able to join with us today. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's hear a little bit about yourself. Um. Yeah. Sure. So my name is Cleveland Sellers the Fourth. Um, I'm a junior business analytics major, Africana studies and musical theater minor, um, at the university of Notre Dame. Um, originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, love the queen city, um, rep it proudly. I love Charlotte. Always talk about it. If you know me, you know how much I love my city. Um, <laughs> same. I'm on the soccer team here. I, I don't know if I, did I say that? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on the soccer team here. Um, like Isaiah said, I'm one of the leaders of NDCA, Notre Dame Christian Athletes. Um, I work for Rec Sports, work for the Notre Dame Scene Shop, help build the the uh, the walls and the flooring and the platforms for all the theater shows. Um, started a charity back in August. Um, so we did our first event in December um, called Clean Play. Um, so it was it was really really good. Changing Lives GH, look it up. Um, amazing work trying to do amazing work in ghana um, and i love any support um and then i'm doing a research project i'm doing a research project with uh, two mendoza faculty <laughs> it's on underbanked and unbanked minority communities in south bend indiana um so hopefully i'll drop a paper soon uh but super excited for everything that god has blessed me to be able to do um and super excited to see where see where life takes me so is there anything that you're not doing he's also Ooh. running for president I will. I will run for president shortly. Um, but I think, I think I'm pretty much doing everything I have the time to do. Yeah, doing. I'm doing. I was gonna say. No, I was gonna say. I was gonna. Yeah. No. Before we started, he was like, "I remember the last time I had a nap." Um, because I crazy story. Crazy story. No, um, first time meeting Reese. She was late. She was late, and she said she took a nap. We all came from practice. Ex- and Reese took a nap. None of us took a nap except for Reese, but it's okay. It's okay. We're here now. Oh, I see why he can't. Yeah. Crazy. We're here now, though. So we're Crazy. But seriously, though, on a serious note, that's awesome. I, that's a full resume right there. That's awesome. 
So yeah. you're painting a bad picture of yourself to Cleveland well, the she first did. couple minutes she on. She had a yeah. I, on the other hand, yeah. am painting a great picture of myself because Cleveland asked me what sport I played. And he's like, you're not an athlete? Like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yeah. that's I thought you crazy. Were, you were track and field. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> you thought Jimmy was track and Track and field or cross country. It. Like one of them. I can see it. The thing is, is running is like my least favorite thing. Like I despise running. running. I hate running. I'm with you right there. Yeah. I can see it though. I can see it too. Jimmy, I can see, you know what? Like that's really, like I can't see him in any other sport. Actually, he did flag football. And that, and that, that mean that's a, hey. okay. Okay. It's in the Olympics now. That's, that's legit. Is it really? Yeah, it's actually. We start basketball this week too. Look at that. Multi-sport okay. fleet. Jimmy. I'd love to hear it. Okay, wait. If you had to guess what sports I played in high school, what would you say? Track and field? Nah. No. You look like a basketball player. Mm. Oh. I'd say basketball. I don't think football is that So I played uh, freshman basketball. That's what that's what I'm saying. He was a rower. You were a rower and I sailor. Nope, I was not a sailor. Actually, I do know how to sail. But so anyway. you it's crazy. I do row, row, yeah. Oh, interesting. I rowed. Yes. You don't want to row here? Nah. Okay. He's too he's a busy guy. He's like you. I've always, I've always got my head in the books. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like somebody else here. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, okay. Really. it's okay though. But I also played baseball for a couple of years too. Okay. I guess you baseball. I guess baseball. I can see you in a baseball cap. I wear hats all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't play basketball for longer. You just look like uh, a basketball kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess it. Or you're not good at it. Damn. No, I. I mean, this is your show, but like, I played freshman basketball, yeah. and then, um, sophomore year, I tried out for the basketball team. I got new, brand new basketball shoes because my other ones were too small. I was okay. ready to go, ready to make this. The you didn't J- make it. The JV team. You didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. Jackson. No, no. I didn't make it. There. I didn't. I was there. He was too good. I was too good. To like you have to go to pros right now. Alright. Yeah, 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 for sure. Or stop and be on this podcast. And he chose the podcast. He actually, you know. And like, they were like recommending like the G League track for me to be quicker to get to the NBA. I wouldn't have to go through school and stuff. That made overseas too, right? Remember, I remember them talking about overseas. Yeah, they were talking maybe me playing in Lithuania with uh, yeah. Lamelo. Yep, I, I figured. Well, back to the yeah main event, uh-huh. Cleveland. I'm doing some um, background research as we speak, and I, I I found since he said he is the fourth, he, I found Cleveland Sellers Jr. and he's yeah. American educator and civil rights activist. Are you related to him? Yeah, that's my grandfather. Mm. That's my grandfather. Can you speak more on that? That's kind of that's awesome. Like I, like I said, he's a president of. Hold on. I said it before. Hold on. He's the president. Where'd it go? Of Voorhees <laughs> College. Yeah. Whoa. Former president. He was president of Voorhees College for, I don't know, a while while I was growing up. I just remember going back for the parades and stuff and being involved in the stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I got two sisters. Older or younger? Both. I'm in the middle. Ooh. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like? Forgot. I heard middle childs get kind of. Nah, I feel like my family is tight, bro. Like, I'm oh, tight good. to both of my sisters. Oh, that's so, awesome. Like, being in the middle, like, I don't really feel it. Like, that's great. Yeah. You like really protective of them, too? Yes. Yes. Very. So, when they bring a boy home, are you like, quick nah, to... nah neither, one, neither one of them can date until they're married. And they can't get married until they're 40. So, <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about that. 
We don't do anything. <laughs> no, fact, because if I have a daughter, that's the same thing. And she's not getting married to like a hundred percent. Honestly, to definitely. My daughter's wearing one piece bathing suits until she's twenty five. No phone until yeah. maybe she's thirty. Why? Huh? Because we know guys. We detective. We know guys. Speak on that. We know guys. Like, trust me. Like, just growing up, yeah. guys growing up in locker rooms. We know guys. Yeah, that's actually sad. Though. And even the good guys, even the good guys, really? have moments. Even the good guys. Yeah, have I think you're right. Except for the three of us. Except for the three of us. Especially somebody like yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. If my sister met a guy like me. Like, be hands down has been material fine right dating her 100% 100% honestly yeah if Cleveland and Jimmy came up with my daughter I'd be like you know what these are some good these are some good guys but still still very protective I don't I don't blame you are they also playing sports or yeah so my um my older sister she played at UNC Pembroke she played soccer there um D2 school had a pretty successful career um she got three rings and I only got two so Ooh, how does that go? Conference. Whoa. She won conference. Does she like times. let you know that she has three? Yes. Okay. Yes. That means she talks about it. Family's very competitive. <laughs> she has the most rings right now. And then my little sister, um, she's a mid-year at Coastal Carolina. Um, so we just took her up there last thing, last this month, January. Is she January. playing soccer too? She's yeah. She's athletic. Yeah, she's the best. I know. It's she's always, it she's always Yeah, not always. is because she grew up. Dang, that must hit home. <laughs> she grew up. <laughs> That must hit home for you. What do you mean? Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're not the youngest, right? I'm not the youngest, but I'm I have older. But you said it's always the youngest one. <laughs> it took you a minute though. It's okay. I know. I feel bad that I had to explain that. Okay. It was really good in the moment, but no, it must have not have been that funny. Oh, she said you're not funny, Jimmy. Okay, if three other people laugh. Right. <laughs> Majority rules the democracy. No, 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 no. No, she actually just had a track meet this past weekend, yeah. right? How did you do well? Didn't you guys like win the? Yeah, four by four. It was good. I was the last leg, the anchor. Um, someone tried to challenge me, um, but I strategized well. Was able to outkick her. Um, she ran out again. So we took the W and then had a season's best. Just, would you look at that? That's Congratulations. Oh, congrats. congrats. Uh, That's awesome. Wait, so so you have two sisters and they yeah. both play soccer. Yeah. You said the youngest one's the most athletic. Yeah. I know that bothers you. Not really. That doesn't bother you? Not, I'm proud. Like, That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you did say you guys are so close. No, I'm actually. Just so the three close. rings bothers you. Bro. The three rings, it bothers the mess out of me. Like, we have to get another ring this year. Have to. You will. Sorry, you last year. We got to do it. You will. We've won everything that you can win in men's college soccer. That's we true. made it to the Final Four. We won regular season title, except for the Natty. We've won semifinals. the national title. Like, we won, we won second place. Like, we just got our second place trophies. It was, we have every single And you only get a ring. Job's not finished. No, we have two rings because we won conference twice. We still got two rings this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, so, like, before this year. No, no, no. I had a ring from freshman year because we won conference. Okay. I had a ring from this year because we won conference. And then so I before, another one. Yeah. So, before this year, you had one. So, it was three. Yeah, yeah, one. So you were like, okay, we really yeah, need yeah. this. Talk. I knew we were gonna do it this year. Though. Okay, okay, I thought I was gonna get two rings, <laughs> but we got one. So, okay, unfinished business. Job's not finished. Kind of, you know, it's a good plot. It's a good yeah, story. Yeah. Hundred senior. You know, hundred. Yeah. Um, do your sisters also pack their schedules pretty tight, like you? They involved. Uh yes, 
Yes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know. Like, I don't know if their schedules are as busy as mine. Yeah. Um, but they definitely do a lot. Um, right. My little sister, she just got to school. So she's still trying to figure it out. That first right. semester is always hard. Um, it was really, really hard for me. My first year was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents forced me to stay here. Um, so she's going through a little bit of that right now. Right. Um, but my older sister, she did a lot. She was very involved with her friend group. She's the she's definitely the most social. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loves having people around. So she was just always moving, always busy. Um, so they definitely, they were busy in their own ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it keeps you guys motivated. That's got to be like a parent thing, no? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, no. So we were we were really blessed in our upbringing. Um, two very loving parents who um, showed us how to love, um, sh- showed us how to love friends, um, family members, uh, romantic partners, just amazing parents. Um, and they really did uh, instill in us that drive to be successful in what er- whatever area of life we chose to pursue. Um, so just always trying to remember what our parents taught us and work hard, like even in our relationships, because it takes a lot of time and effort to maintain friendships. Um, so working hard in school and soccer um, and life all together. So that I really do attribute a lot of that to our parents. That's great. I'm going to go back real quick on something you said. Yeah. So you were convinced to stay here? Can yeah. Can you speak on that a little bit? Nah, I wasn't convinced. I was like, I yeah. had to. You were like, forced. To. Yeah, my parents wouldn't let me leave. So, yeah, what made it? listeners out there that you know my freshman year was pretty rough too oh my dude my freshman year was i mean i thought about leaving too yeah i feel feel like everybody's like that yeah like everybody's like (laughs) i've actually never thought about freshman year i'm so serious your freshman year i've never thought about leaving your freshman year dude i'm so serious mine was actually my sophomore year your freshman year year? i'm so serious that's actually crazy maybe i'm insane where are you from los angeles california you came from you were from LA. You came to South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. You didn't want to leave? Bro, bro. So, like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the That's thing. crazy. It is crazy. That's crazy. First of all, it's gorgeous. Obviously, it gets cold. That when it got gorgeous. cold, it was really rough. It's what? not South Bend, oh. Notre Dame. Okay, I didn't think Notre Dame was like pretty until my sophomore year. I didn't see any of it. So, well, something clicked. I didn't see any of it. And I do love the people here. Okay, the people are always great. Yeah, and yeah. the people, people for me are, are like I'm a bit, I'm a I'm a very outgoing person. So people for me is huge. Hundred percent, I get that. And get in that. in a place like Los Angeles, California, which I love where I live, but yeah. it's not the same people. It's not people you can have conversations with. There's a lot more stuck up people. Uh, Superficial. I've yeah. heard that a lot about LA. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, you're surrounded a lot about that. And so here, it's like genuine conversations, genuine friendships. I've met people that I know for a fact that are going to be at my wedding one day. Like my friends. Like these are like. It's I, I've I've loved Notre Dame honestly, but anyways, enough about me. I want to hear about w- what your first year was like and why it was so rough and Dang. how it's okay. changed your sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, freshman year was rough on all ends. Like I'm not used to not being good at things, right? Um, won valedictorian my senior Dang. year. Um, won a national championship my senior year. Like I was on top of the world. Came here, didn't play freshman year. Um, finished with a three three freshman year GPA wise. Like I had to, I had to fight for everything, and I just wasn't messing with it. And then on top of that, I don't like being away from home. Like having my family is so important to me because um, it's just it, it's a different type of connection. Um, I'm not a very trusting person, and like I do love my friends here, but they're not family. Like I don't trust them like I trust my family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that was really hard. Living in the dorms was hard, bro. <laughs> like I've never, I've, I'm blessed enough to have never had to share a bathroom. <laughs> I go to take a shower in the dorm and I smell somebody's poop while I'm showering. Like I just had a long day. I'm trying to take a warm shower and I like I smell poop is wafting <laughs> into my shower. Like that was very, very hard for me. Um it was very, very frustrating. Did you like plug your nose? Did you plug your nose? Right you now? can't plug my nose. Because... Stick it in the shower. Duncan. Duncan. And it was Duncan's like one of the nicer dorms. It's one of the nicer dorms. But any bro. Uh. Freshman year, there was a thing. Somebody kept putting stuff in the toilet to like stop it up, so the toilet was overflowing. So when you'd walk in the bathroom, it'd be a pool of toilet water. Mm. So it's like you couldn't. The bathroom was closed, so you had to walk and go to the other bathroom. And like that was just a lot. Yeah. It was just a lot. That's what that's what said. And it was hitting you edge. all at once. Yes. And then what year are you? I'm a sophomore. What year are you? Junior. Okay, so you were here. Yes. Freshman year was cold. Yes. Like it was historically cold for South Bend. Mm -hmm. We didn't see the sun for a long time. Yeah, it was snowing it was in April. Bad. Freshman year was bad. Like, they canceled school because of how cold it was. Um, so We not, got two snow days that year. Yeah, I it was great. Actually. It was great. Yeah, it was... Like, that was one of the... I think that's the second time in Notre Dame history that they had to cancel school. Or that's what I yeah, heard. Yeah, it was really insane, wasn't yeah. it? Because they no, it was don't do that. It was awesome. It was bad. That was awesome. But, <laughs> like, being from Charlotte, North Carolina, it doesn't really drop, like rarely below 40s mm -hmm. um so to come here where it's gets into the negatives and i'm seeing snow all the time i got sick and tired of seeing yeah. snow it was just it You're was too much to training outside too yeah right yeah and to train inside it's, it's just a lot it was too much change too quickly mm -hmm. um so i just i wasn't messing with it yeah would so, you say you got humbled very fast here you said yeah. that it was tough for you because yeah. you know you were like not playing you just want like you work recruited highly and now you're here and it's like yeah no it definitely was tough yeah um and humbling which was the funny thing is um throughout high school and like even now like i'm always asking god to humble me um because mm -hmm. i do think my pride is an area of my life that <laughs> i need to work on um so i'm always asking to be humbled um but i didn't realize like what that humbling would actually feel like mm -hmm. um so definitely not a regret but it's something yeah that i low-key didn't want to do um, right. And I don't want it to happen again, but I know it has to mm -hmm. um, for me to go out, grow as a man, as a Christian. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be humbled. You don't want to be humbled. If you can humble yourself, do it because um, you don't want God to have to do it for you. I feel <clears throat> that's a, a very important point because I feel like 99% of athletes that come into college getting recruited are going to end up being humbled in their sport. Yeah. What's your advice? Um, like, so it had to be like one of the part of the like downtime of your mm -hmm. maybe your entire life or maybe yeah. your career. Um, what's some of your advice that's helped you get through that or even during it? And then yeah, even post, even post it now, like yeah. you're a lot doing a lot better than you were before, but is it still, I'm, I'm guessing it still impacts you, like it still keeps you level now. Yeah. But um, just some advice that you'd give. Um, either pivot or run through it. Like, honestly, um, either put your head down and grind and work like you've never worked before in your sport to get better um, or pivot, pivot and find something else to, to devote your full attention in. Um, and mine was extracurriculars. Like, I, I still wasn't good at school in my sophomore year. I think I finished sophomore year with like a three, four. Um, so I brought my GPA up a little bit. That's um, pretty good. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. It's still not. Sorry, still not... Yeah, like, 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 if you want to go to the moon and build a rocket, you're right. You're yeah, right. no, I did hey. four six in high school. Um, so it's yeah. a, it's a really, it was a really big drop. Um, yeah, so I just focused on extracurriculars. Uh, my sophomore year, I did six case competitions. Um, and if you don't know what case competitions are, uh, usually it's for consulting. Um, you receive a problem and you have to create a presentation and present it to whoever the judges are, um, your solution to the problem. Um, so that just, it helps sharpen my skills for when I go into consulting. Um, and then money, like I won $5,000 last semester. I know you what? love, uh, I know you, I, I know you love Yes. I love money. Um, money is freedom. Honestly, like. I don't know. You can make a, like you have so many more choices to make when you have yeah. Money. But you can also be a you you can also become a slave to your money, like a hundred percent. I see that um, point for sure. Yeah, you don't need money to be happy. Damn straight. Uh, in America, money helps. In America, in America, I feel like you do need money to be happy. I do too. In America, you do. I do too. In you other can. countries, maybe not, but in America, you do. Um, because I think envy is a human thing. Money. Envy is a human thing, and then it's it's. It's so real in America because you see everybody else's money. Like you see it. Everybody's posting about it. Everybody's talking about it. You walk down the street. You see somebody in a nice car. Like yeah. if you tell me that you don't want that car, like, I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> There's like, I think you need to have money in a sense to where you can like get like. To live comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. To be, to be able to live, you can get the things that you need to live and like be happy where you're living but you don't don't rely on it i kind of think of it as like when i'm because like there are people who out who are out there when they're going to like sporting events they want to buy like the best seats possible yeah and that's 100%. like they're like if i'm going to this like i want to buy the best seat like i want to sit the 50 yard line for another name football game but like for me like i'm fine like sitting up top because you get the same experience mm -hmm. and no, mm, you don't you do. You don't get this. You don't you get this. Do. mean? Okay. Let me give you a different example. Let me give you a different example. You don't get the same. Experience. Experience. You're, right. Yeah. You're right. You don't get the same experience. But this is this is the thing about money. And this is what we mean when I say you don't need money to be happy. Now you need some to survive. I'm not saying you can just go out there. Yeah. And you can have any money. That's not what I'm saying. But, but, let's say there's a person who is very very wealthy that goes to every yeah. NBA game and gets front row seats to every single game. Mm -hmm. And there's this broke family. That doesn't have a, they don't have, they basically get broke. They okay. have a house pretty broke. They have a kid. Who they're looks, not going to NBA game. No, they're not going they're to NBA not, game. Okay, got you, got you. Unless they're going to the Detroit Pistons game. Probably but the, the two parents have been working their tail off. Yeah. And they got enough to buy a TV. Yeah. Now you put that TV in front of that kid, mm -hmm. put that NBA game on, his first NBA game that he'll ever see. Now, money wise, it's not, it's not that impactful. I mean, it's like, it's somebody has front row seats to a game mm. yeah. and someone's watching the TV on a game, maybe not even a nice TV. Mm. But with their past and what they've lived through, that kid is definitely going to be a lot happier watching that first NBA game on that TV than that person that is always at that front row seats. So what I'm saying 100%. is happiness, happiness, you should not rely on money. But I'm also going to agree with you that having a significant amount of money can, yes. can help you with finding more ways to find happiness. Okay, but here's so you the can't only, rely on it. Here's the only thing um, in that scenario that you just created, what happens when the person who's sitting courtside brings his son to every game and those kids go to the same school? 
right? Like, would then, they go to the same school? Huh? Would they go to the same school? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Some people, no, some people believe in public school. Like some people believe in public schooling. I was gonna say sometimes you get like funds to go to really nice school. Yeah, financial scholarship. Or come on. Or or the people who sit courtside could believe in public schooling. Sure, but sure. Um, and like even if they don't go to the same school, uh, what if they play on the same football team? You know what I mean? Like there's, especially at a young age, I think it is very very hard to not have a lot, see somebody who. Who yeah. does have a lot and not want a lot. See, okay, okay. I agree on that. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. I agree with you. If a kid who does not have a lot sees a kid who has a lot, yeah. in that moment, it is hard for that kid. But you internalize in, it. In you life. Internalize that. In when, when that kid's not seeing that kid and he's just living, yeah. the regular things in life, the little things, that kid who doesn't have a lot are going to be a lot more impactful to that kid who has everything. No, I, I just... I, have I, you, do you remember the movie Starstruck? I, huh? Do you remember the movie Starstruck? On Disney Channel, Star Trek. I think I've seen that movie. Isn't that, is that with? I don't know any of their names. I've never seen it. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. The blonde actor. Yes, the blonde. Yes, she's a brunette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Starstruck, it features. You're looking up. Starstruck. That's definitely not a song. That's definitely not a song. Really, Knight and Danielle Campbell. Stealing Knight. Yes, 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 yes. No, okay, so in Starstruck, let's right? See, let's hear this. There's this, I think he's like 16 in the movie. Um, he's a superstar. He's basically Justin Bieber, right? Mm-hmm. Um, makes all this money, has all these girls chasing after him, has all these cars. Like and me. like, as you watch that movie, like, everybody watched Starstruck. Like, it was the movie back in the day. Mm-hmm. You, For me, at least, um, I couldn't watch that movie and not say, I didn't want that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I didn't want those cars. Like yeah. I didn't want that house. Yeah. Like I didn't want the girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like right. I just think in America, um, wealth mm-hmm. and the things that come with it yeah. are so attractive, especially at a young age. Hundred percent. It's hard to be. It's not hard to be happy, but like, people people do see when you envision your life. Most people envision it with money. I I cannot agree with you so, more. I just think the issue with having a lot of money, the issue with it. Is that a lot, of, especially at a young age, they rely on it. Meaning 100%. they rely on the nice cars, they rely on the nice houses, they rely on the nice clothes, the nice shoes, and they forget what's so important. And that's like the relationships they build yeah. with the people that don't have necessarily a lot of money. They have no option but to be happy within themselves. Like 100%. they have to find their happiness that's, that's within them, with if that makes sense. So that's what I'm saying. Obviously, this is not for every kid that has wealth. That's not necessarily the case. I'm just saying what money can do, the, the, the bad side yeah. of it. The end of the day, I feel like honestly, like we're here at Notre Dame. I feel like everyone's goal in mind is like to come here, get a really good job after, make a lot of money. Like, no, yes, no. I mean, I don't know. I've actually met a lot of people who don't really care about that. Really be happy. Me. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I was. That's that's actually that's what I was about to ask you was, do you like because you're doing consulting? Yeah. Do you really enjoy doing that? <laughs> so that's my thing that's my thing that's what I've been I've, I think <laughs> I've envisioned my life with money for so long yeah that it would take a very 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 large shift mm-hmm. in my mindset um, and viewpoint on who, on who I am as a man yeah. for me to be happy without it 
Mm. Like I just assume that I would have it for so long, that I'd be rich for so long that I cannot like that. That has to happen. That has I'm not, to be. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Like, I do not. not gonna I, I, okay, I'm not sure if I like consulting. I don't want to work. <laughs> I like. I don't like. You also <laughs> like that. But you, you did say that you're doing like you call it case. Yeah, case cases. compositions. That you said you're doing that to sharpen your skills. Yeah. So that let so me, I can be good. So yeah. So that led me to think that. You so you somewhat enjoy it. You're not just doing it only for the money. I feel like if you're, like, I don't know. You don't. Do I enjoy working? No. Why do you do all the awesome stuff that you do? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you have to enjoy some part. I mean, you do. It seems like you right. do a lot of volunteering. You do charity. Oh yeah. Like, so I actually stuff. I volunteer a lot. So yeah. I volunteer at La Casa de Amistad um, every Friday, uh, nine to eleven in the morning, with their preschoolers. Um, nice. Just watching them, playing with them, having yeah. fun with the yeah. kids. Yeah, it seems like you've got some fulfilling things outside yeah, no, of your like, major. I mean, I kind of respect it. You want that money. When I can't get paid from it. Yeah, I know, but that's but you're doing something else to cover that so that you can go yeah. out and do what you actually love to do, you know? I cannot work and do everything that I'm doing right now. Really? I mean, maybe one day you will. It'll, you know. No, like, I'll, I'll have to make all my money and then do what I want. Like, I don't... I can't, I can't devote myself fully into volunteering and serving the community and doing all of that and still have a full-time job or, and still have a full-time job that gives me the money that I want. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, um, I'm starting a lot from scratch because it's very hard for me to work within somebody else's blueprint. Um, because I always find errors in what other people build, what other mm-hmm. people do, and I think I can do it better. Yeah. So, so you're going to be an entrepreneur? Um, yeah, eventually. Down the line, I will. Um, mm-hmm. So like, even when it comes to, to helping people, like I love volunteering. I love that. But I also want to establish my own university, my own school, so that everything that I see wrong with the curriculums nowadays, like I can fix that within my school. Like In my children's literature class, we were talking about the importance of teaching your kids cursive. Um, and my parents believe in a public education, they stop teaching cursive, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I, I know they do it in Catholic schools, um, but I want to start a school um, when I get older that teaches cursive, that um, is project-based instead of exam-based, you know, stuff like that. Like, I, nice. I want to start a lot of stuff on my own um, so I'm not beholden to other people's, like, expectations or, or I, blueprints. I know you talked about your parents' love which has made you to who you are today yeah. and a lot of the things why you do it yeah but it seems like you have a sense of fire to you that you're so we've had a lot of different people here yeah but you're you're very concise on what you want to do yeah later on 100 and obviously there's a there's a grind to it and there's there's a but there's something i feel like there's something else to you that's like what what makes you click like what makes you want to do this for people what makes you want to help and build a school and teach these kids some things that you think they really need to be taught? Like what? Is it just the love you were talking about or is it is there something else involved? Um, Wait, I'm going to add real quick. And I can tell by like when you say it, your body language, you just like immediately kind of like lift up. I can, I don't know. I'm like, I can tell you're very, very passionate about it. So um, I'm just putting, I'm putting that visual out there for everyone here. I know, but not everyone's. People on the YouTube will see it. Yes, people on the YouTube will see it. 
But um, so that's at it. Like, I want you to answer Isaiah's question, but I'm just putting a note out there that you sound very like passionate and like your body language towards it just like kind of, you know, like lights up when he asks you those types of questions. So, um, no, definitely. Uh, it's, it's a lot of reasons. Like it's a combination of a lot of reasons. First being um, I want to be the most successful, most renowned uh, Cleveland sellers. Ah, in the history of mankind. There it is. Um, like that's that's a really that's a really big. There thing. it is. Um, that's a really big thing in my family. Growing on um, the previous generations, standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, so my grandfather, he left a pretty big reputation, especially in South Carolina. Um, my dad, he's done a lot, um, especially personally. Like he's, like he's he showed me how to love, and I don't think I can ever thank him for that enough. Um, so I have to be greater than both of them that's how i think about it um, does that put a lot of stress on you yes i put a lot of stress on myself i put a lot of stress on myself um, that's what it sounds like yeah but at the same time like i want to do all these things so that my son um because i will have a cleveland sellers the fifth um i need to set the bar high for him absolutely so he has somewhere high to aim mm-hmm. um so that's that's where it all starts, really. Um, <clears throat> saying out loud, that sounds a bit narcissistic, uh, <laughs> no, but but that's ultimately like that's that's what it is. Just I just really really want to be great. Um, and then also like I've been, I'm extremely blessed, mm-hmm. um, extremely blessed throughout my life. I've been given a lot of opportunities. Um, I've been able to be in the room uh, where a lot of important things happen, um, where I've witnessed a lot of things learned a lot of things that the average american doesn't get to witness or learn um so just passing passing the ladder back down um and doing my part in serving Mm -hmm. my community uh that's always been of great importance to me um and then it's just fun it's fun to help people it's fun um to be loved by people to be appreciated by people um so when you do something for somebody like you feel a lot better about yourself and like that can't be selfish. Like, even though you do feel better about yourself, you're doing it for somebody else. Yes. Like somebody else is also benefiting. Yep. Um, so I, I love that. Love helping people, love volunteering. Um, and that's ultimately what I want to be know, known for. Uh, no matter how much money I make, uh, I want to be the guy who gives back mm-hmm. um, and gives a lot back. I love to hear that. Yeah. That's, it's great to hear, you know, like yeah. people that there's people out there that still want to give back and a hundred percent. And, it's so it's really good to set the bar high. Yeah. And what I say right now is not saying you will never accomplish that. And I think you absolutely could, especially knowing you 100%. But during that journey, I just hope you know, no matter how much money you make, no matter how many schools you build, no matter how many people you impact, the Cleveland sellers that we know today has so much value. You know, I like, I, I just hope you don't get lost in the mix of saying, like, when I'm, when I'm that, then I mean something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just knowing that, like, right now, like, the person we know, the person I know in NDCA who helps me grow in my faith, like, you are more than, you're not just enough, you're more than enough. And I, I hope you accomplish all those things, but I just yeah. hope during that journey you know that. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I always try to remember. Um, and it is hard. It is hard to live in the moment. Um, but I always think, like, what if God were to come right now? Mm-hmm. Like, or what if I were to die right now? Like, just suddenly. Um like, how would I be remembered? Like, would I have done enough? Would I have done everything that I was put on this earth to accomplish and impacted everybody that I was put on this earth to impact? 
Um, so just try my best to live in the moment. Um, I'm super glad to hear that I've yeah. I've done part of that. Isaiah, that was really beautiful. Um, it made me think of like something that I've seen, like kind of like what you said with like, um, like oh you have a specific goal or like once I look this way or once I do this to be like then I'm enough. And more often than not, you get to that point, and then there's always something more. There's always something more. Yeah. So it is really important to love who you are now and like be present and like realize that who you are now is good enough. Yeah. And it's a process of journey and the journey is always better than the destination anyways. So that was really beautiful. And I'm glad we got to this point. Um, and yeah, and you're doing a really great job. You were very well. Um, yeah, very well spoken. Um, we're so happy to have you and to be talking about such great topics that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, no, like your body language, like you're you're passionate, I can tell, and you're genuine. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and just to tie everything back into like what you said, I think that's a problem with American society nowadays, especially in younger generations. Um, and I think a large part of that problem is caused by social media. Yep. Um, which is why I deleted social media. Like Let's when you go. asked me to be on the podcast, yeah. like I didn't see it for a long time and like we talked about it in person. Yeah, I know. It shouldn't be in me on Instagram. I'm deleting Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think a lot of people living in the moment, they think that they'll be the person that they've always imagined themselves to be once they get to a certain level because they see so many people at that level. Yeah. They see so many things that they want later on in life that's part of the reason why i don't think you can be happy in america if you are not rich or why the average person cannot be up i can't speak happy in america if they are not rich Mm -hmm. Um, but those are just my thoughts on and i agree with the average person i guess that's kind of why what ties in with my faith of like why i'm telling you that because i know like that's what a lot of people go by Mm. is like they have such high goals we talked about this with Benjamin Morrison too, when he had that goal sheet. Like people have such high goals, and sometimes when life doesn't go always your way, like you said, God God humbles you. Yeah. And you don't hit that goal. It's like, was that your identity? Right? Like that's where your identity lied. And it's you see people go down like a, a dark, a dark path because they're yeah. like, I'm not anything now, because I didn't accomplish that. And that's not the case at all. And I just wanted to make sure and I, I already know you have a good head on your shoulders. I just wanted to emphasize it. Sometimes it's nice hearing somebody say it. Yeah. hundred percent always is. Like, it's it's inspiring. Sorry, Reese. Here you go. <laughs> I keep taking the mic from you. I'm sorry. I just, like, you say something. I'm like, oh, that was good. Oh, let me say something. No, but. Oh, shoot. Um, shoot. I lost my thought. This happens every episode. No, okay, yeah. That's actually, like, what you just said is, like, oh, my identity. And if I don't hit that goal, like, did I just waste all my time doing that? I feel like I'm definitely seeing that now, right? Like, I'm not really happy with where I am in track. I, like, I had a couple bad meets and, like, yeah, like, bad meets, you know, happen. And so it's just, like, you do get into a really dark space and it starts to affect other parts of your life. So it is important to, to like, to notice that and ground that. And I think that was, like, one of the things that I was – you know, I didn't want to get burnt out. And there's just so many, you know, like, like you said, like your freshman year, like it was awful. It's hard. Yeah. It's tough to, to be that low. And unless you're Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> I have my low in high school. I think that's probably helped me in college. So okay. we all have our lows, man. It's, I'm, okay. my, my life's not all hot, but I, I, I have blessings too. I'm blessed. But 
back to I, I was about to I, I lost my train of thought and then I remembered what I was about to say. I'm sorry if I'm yapping. But um I, I also wonder if like because you're so I mean you run NDCA. I think there's people like you that aren't faith based and that's what leads them down that dark path. I almost wonder if faith is what balances you, which you you have all those goals, but you still have a constant reminder that there's something greater above you that will always love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And whatever, whenever you time you make a mistake, whatever time you hit rock bottom, they're still there to pick you up. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It it has. Um, there's a pastor. His name is Robert Madu. Um, he pastors this church called Social Dallas down in uh, Dallas. <laughs> but he had this one. <laughs> Jimmy's laughing. He had this one message where he talked about, and he called it "even if faith," um, and it was about the three kids who got thrown in the fire um, for not bowing down to false idols. Um, and they said, "Even if our God does not save us, like we still believe, um, like we will not worship other idols before Him." Um, and that's something that I'm trying to work on in my life too. Like, even if God doesn't do everything that I've asked Him to do, like I still love Him. I still have faith. Um, and that my faith doesn't waver with how my life is going. Um, so just developing that even if faith and always um, praying for more love for God, um, for more faith in God, and uh, just trusting that he will give give it to me in abundance. Um, that's really what's helped me in, in my darkest parts and my darkest failures. That's awesome. Same way I can feel. <clears throat> Jimmy, you have anything to add? No. I see you over, I see you over the thinking. It just... Yeah. I know Jimmy. Jimmy's on a little rough patch because you know I, I was rooting for the Lions, bro. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, he's a Lions fan. I, he's on. He's on a little. Hey, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was rooting for him. I was. Thanks. So was I. I was rooting for the Ravens and the Lions. Man, and they, <laughs> they <laughs> both <laughs> lost. I felt like a, a, a lot of people were rooting for them. Bro, it was America lost. Weekend. Yeah. No, honestly. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it was a tough weekend. I want you to know that Brendan. Um, no, listen, this is, this is, this is sincere. Okay. Um, so Brendan's from San Francisco. Um, hi, Brendan. I know you're listening. Um, yeah, he's my boyfriend. Like I said, um, he's from San Francisco and he asked me, wait, who were you cheering for? And I was like, yeah, Jimmy loves the lions. I'm saying the lions. I, I was cheering for the lions, even though 49ers. Yeah. You I mean, know. it sucks. So I'm just saying. It sucks. Like, you know, say was, thank you, Reese. I love you. Thank you, Reese. Um, it was it, it was disappointing, and like you said, Cleveland, like you you rep your city hard. Yeah. And I think that's 100%. like in Detroit too. That like very big thing is like obviously Detroit isn't always in the brightest of of lights. Yes. And especially the Lions, who are always bad. And not like us, not like us, not like the Panthers, not like the Panthers, yeah, like the Panthers. Um, but it's, I don't know, it was disappointing. It was, it was a a great season, probably the most fun I've ever had rooting for a sporting team. And Mm -hmm. I root for so many teams every year for so many games. And that's like, it's disappointing seeing a team that they were so close. They're obviously up a lot at halftime, and people were feeling good. They've never been to the Super Bowl before. Was it 17? Uh, hey, you guys have a great future, though. Yeah, hundred like, percent. And right back there. Um, I think obviously I didn't get to go to any of like the regular season games because I was at school, but I did get to go to the first playoff game. 
awesome. Against uh, the Rams, which was great. See Eminem? Uh, I did see Eminem. I didn't, like, That's meet awesome. him, but um, it was, like, just seeing, like, it was the first home playoff game at our stadium. First home playoff game in 32 years. First playoff win in 32 years. Wow. That's that's history, so man. it was history. just like it, I don't know it just like it meant so much to like myself obviously but it meant so much to the city in general and like the city's been alive and people yeah. going like going around like random places across the city like chanting like Jared Goff at random high school sporting events <laughs> and all that but no it was that's awesome. it was fun I mean I wish they won of course um I, yeah I was pretty bummed out. <laughs> After the game ended, but um, you'll be good, Jimmy. I'm good now. You'll be no, good. but that's like I think that's powerful. That's like repping your city. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. Like the city, the city yeah. comes alive. Like whenever something good happens for the city, it was for the city. Yeah, yeah. seeing the impact that has on everybody in it, bro, it's incredible. Like I, yeah. like I don't know if you've seen like the Dan Campbell intro speeches mm-hmm. and stuff. They're, yeah, they're they're pretty powerful. Just talking about like how he wanted. Two years ago, when he took over, or three years ago now, but um, how he wanted his his teams to resemble Detroit and resemble the city and gritty, like we're gonna be the last one standing. Like no matter how many times you knock us down, like we're gonna get back up and we're gonna take. He used it in terms of like biting a kneecap off, take one hunk of you out of, <laughs> out of you at a time, yeah. and everyone was kind of like, oh, okay, like. You're just you're gonna come in here and give us a great coach speak and we're gonna suck like we always yeah. do. And I mean they did suck the next that next year. But it's the steady progress and then this year they were actually good and they were so close. So it sucks. This is Jimmy's therapy session. Yeah. yeah. It's all good, man. We don't really talk sports on this podcast. I know. What? Really? I mean we, we talk, talk we talk we like talk, we talk, we talk about, about our individual sports. Individual sports. But we don't really talk about yeah. Like professional until now, and like I, I'm a ball knower. So yeah, are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I love, but the NFL too, and college football, and basketball actually. Of course, you love college football. You play. Yeah, I know, but also NFL. Patriots fan though, so, so it's rough for me over here. Hey, okay, wait. It's so good for you so long. Hey, yeah, it's so long. It's like Did you guys cheat him? I don't know. Okay, first of all, a couple times. <laughs> not all six times. I can tell you that much. And at the end of the day, we won't. Well, it was Tom Brady. He's the goat. So. No one can deny that, right? Thank you. It's going to happen if Patrick Mahomes wins a couple. A couple? A couple more. He needs to win a few more. And even in there, if he ties it, he still lost to Brady twice. I mean, yeah. But like. Brady was old. (laughs) But. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think it was a fun season. Yeah. No. But I haven't really wanted to talk about it much. Who are y'all rooting for in the Super Bowl? 49ers, probably. Me too. Yeah, I'm boycotting yeah, the sure. Super Bowl. It doesn't yeah. exist. I need year. the 49ers to win. I need them to win. I no, I uh, I want the... No, I want the Winfrey to win. He gave, mm. he gave the Panthers. Panthers, yeah. I want, I, want, I want the 49ers to win as well. Yeah, I, I think everybody does. You know who I loved that we had for a short period of time? Who? Cam Newton. Uh, I yeah. loved him on the Pats. Like, yeah. I really did. Everybody loves Cam. I, I, like, he just sent you, like, a genuine good... This seems like a really good guy. Do you remember? Do you remember that club a couple of years ago when they re-signed him and he scored that touchdown against Arizona and he walked up to the camera and he took his helmet. I'm back. <laughs> I was so happy for him. Are you big? Are, were you a huge Cam Newton fan back then? Huge? I don't know. 
Um, he danced a lot, so I don't know. I mean, I was like, I was a big kid. He was like, he was. I'm gonna say huge. Okay, but like, you can't be from Charlotte. That's what I'm thinking. And not be a Camden. Camden. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's like you can't be from Detroit, and not be a Matthew Stafford fan, even though he's coming. yeah, that's fair. He did except lot. for when they played. They're not booed him. Recess him. You can't be from Indianapolis and not be a Peyton Manning fan. Was that a good one? Was that a good one? That was a good one. Good one. That was a good one. Yes. That was a good one. That, hey, okay, Reese, that went up your game. Okay. Nice. Oh, I thought you were down. Oh, got you. Okay, never mind. But we don't need to talk about the NFL anymore. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Do you follow of... professional soccer? Uh, depends. Like some years European or I'm all... yeah, 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 yeah. Some like some years I do. Uh, I don't do a lot at school. Uh, like I don't I don't watch sports at school unless it's like a big game and I'm watching with my teammates. Like usually I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that so, was that even something that you wanted to? Do? I mean, you have like I mean everything else like being president of the United States and fighting aliens and everything else that you have to do. Yeah. Like, what did you think about being a professional soccer yeah. player? At school? Okay, yeah, I like everybody does. Yeah, uh, if you come to Notre Dame as an athlete, if you're recruited here as an athlete, you have dreams of going pro. Absolutely. Like, I don't know a lot of people who don't have those dreams. Yeah. Um, it was more of a, like, dream versus reality kind of thing when I got here my freshman year. Um, like, seeing how far off I was from that pro mark and how much I had to work. Um, and, like, like I said, freshman year was hard. Like, I missed it. Like, I just completely missed it. Didn't work at all freshman year. Um, and then c- come back sophomore year and see how much harder I need to work to, to catch up. Um, it just, it wasn't in the cards for me um to go pro uh but definitely definitely did have that dream um and kind of i think that i handled it a lot better um reconciling life after soccer uh because soccer does become your identity your sport does become your identity when you play for this long like i've been playing soccer for 13 years um so when you do something for the majority of your life almost every single day of your life like it it has to become part of who you are um so kind of hitting the switch between being the soccer player and being like the scholar, the researcher, the entrepreneur, like that type of thing. Um, That, that was, that was easier for me than I feel like it is for a lot of other people. Um, But definitely, definitely did how to hit the, hit that switch. And, and it came with a lot of challenges and struggles in its own, in its own way. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of facing that now with like, I don't know, last year I was just, like, very much, like, I want to go pro, I want to go pro. Mm-hmm. And as as the time goes on, I've, like, explored, you know, like, this type, these types of things, and I'm in classes that I really enjoy. And when you're, when you have other things that you love and, like, are doing and are fulfilled by, it makes it a lot easier yeah. to, like, to kind of move on. But at the same time, there's, like, something inside of me that just does not want to give up. And so yeah. it's, like, me thinking, like, about life without being proud is that like it's just like such a sticky thought for me because it's just like am I giving up too soon like we, we are I am young yeah. you know and I feel like in the world of track it's always you know people just surprise you people just like you can it takes one race to like oh wow like that was like you got it out and like wow okay you really are good and, like, and you really are this close you know and it's like I don't know it's just it's something about like not wanting to give up those dreams, but also needing to accept the fact that there is life outside of your sport. And it's just, it's such a battle. Yeah. So I don't know. Like you said, it was smoother for you. Um, 
Is that because you have so many other things going on? Yes. Yeah. It's because I've always been good at a lot of other things. And because more than soccer, I love money. <laughs> um, so Really? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that from the earlier. No, no, no. I like, I love money. <laughs> um, definitely need to pray, that, pray about that a lot. Um, but it has always been money for me. And I just came to the realization that, yeah, I might be able to go pro and play like second division and like I I, I would be okay with that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'd be happy, but I wouldn't have as much money as I want to have. Yeah. Um, so that was it for me. But um, my my best friend just left. Uh, and you said this earlier, the people are what make Notre Dame Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Freshman year, my four closest friends, they're all gone now. Uh, so, so that's why it's been really, really hard for me. Like I'm really close to the team. Um, but two closest girlfriends, they were on the women's team. They both left. Um, one of my best friends, he was on the baseball team. He left one of my best friends on the soccer team. He left. Um, so it's been hard for me in that aspect. Uh, but you keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like it, I'm, it's hard. It's hard. Like I've, I have to put it. Yeah. I put it on my to-do list. Like it becomes a thing on my to-do list. To yeah. respond, have a conversation, call this person. Yeah. Um, so it is hard to keep in touch. Relationships, they take a lot of energy and time. Uh, but I do it. Uh, but to, to your point, like, he grinded on soccer. Now he's in England. He's oh, that's pro awesome. in England. Like, he's at uh, Derby County right now. That's it was cool. huge for him to leave. Uh, but the one thing, like, I would say is to, to work so that you don't regret not doing it later. Yeah. Um, like just work your hardest at t- at track. Yeah. Um. And then if you if you end up coming to the same realization that oh shoot I might not be able to go pro, then that's, that's okay. okay. But like you gave it your yes all. exactly. Uh, but I think that's not don't give not up. putting your best foot forward. That's something that you'll think about when you're 80 years old, like sitting yeah. in a wheelchair, um, like waiting to die. Right. That that will haunt you. Oh. Um. So definitely just always put your best foot forward. And then when you want to pivot. You don't want to go corporate, do you? No. Okay, then I can't help you. Um, but there are a lot of people on campus who can help you, um, who I might know. So definitely, like, reach out. Like, Notre Dame Network is very, very powerful. Do I want um, to go corporate? There's money. There's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but there, there's a great, great uh, net for athletes to fall back on here. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah, that's such a great point for yeah. sure. Yeah, just keep grinding. Whatever happens, happens. And opportunities will open that need to open, and opportunities will close that need to close. Yeah. Now we're getting closer to the end, but are there any closing statements that we maybe not have, you know, the questions weren't, didn't, didn't hit the spot that you wanted? Like any, anything that, anything that, I have one question. Are you, oh, never, hey, my fault, Jimmy, Jimmy. None. Are you for the end? You want him to do closing statements first? Uh, that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, good question. Um, okay, so something that, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Jimmy. So, like, kind of like an idea I had, uh, just surrounding the show, for a question at at the end for every guest. Um, so obviously our show is, we want to provide a platform for athletes who necessarily may, like, not have one or like want to help like gain theirs and it's all about like building your own brand so the question that i have for you is as a 
student, as a soccer player, and as Cleveland Sellers, how would you define your brand? Uh, that's a that's a great yeah. question. That was fantastic, Jimmy. Um, yeah, I, I knew he had it in him, but okay, Jimmy, that was top of the line question right there. Um, no, nah. gave me a little bit of time. Just so, <laughs> if you had to like pitch your brand, and you said you wanted to be an entrepreneur, yeah, yeah, one day down the line, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so every brand has its main focus, its main goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say my the my biggest value as a brand is faith, um, is my relationship with God and everything else branches off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so I want to be known as a God centered man, um, as a God centered man who gives back, um, to the community as a God centered man, uh, who passes the ladder back down, um, who tries to help other minorities, other people who look like him, um, as a God centered man who takes care of his relationships. Um, because relationships are the essence of life. Um, like even Christianity, like it's a, it's a relational religion. Uh, like we are in relationship with God. God is in relationship with himself through the Holy Trinity. Um, so how do I take care of and look after my relationships? Um, so that's probably kind of the overarching things in the way I define myself as a, as a man, as an athlete, as a brand. Um, just faith-centered, um, giving back. Uh, helping people who look like me and just taking care of every single um, other relationship that, that I have in my life. Awesome. Good. There's so many parts in this podcast that you could clip out that just, I feel like can really help other people. Yeah, that, I know. Like if they take this advice or even just listen to somebody that is super driven, but also is very faith centered. I think this is, bro, like I, you've inspired us, but I think you've inspired a lot of other people that mm-hmm. are going to listen to this. And hopefully, and that's all that, that's what we're trying to do, you know? Yeah. And when we close, hold on, Reese, do you have any questions? Jimmy, you're good? Yep. Okay. Do you have any closing statements or are you good? I feel like I said it. I think, I bro, like that, I was, I that was a bang. You did a mic drop, so I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so but how, how we end things around here is we, we end with a prayer. Okay. Now, would you like to do the closing prayer? <laughs> like, it's your show. It's your, like, I can pray you if y'all it. want me to pray. Yeah, you got, like, it. it's, you got it. All right. Um... Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to gather here today. Um, Thank you for blessing us with your presence, Lord God, for allowing us to talk about you, um, to talk about your glory, your grace, your generosity, Lord God. Thank you for giving us in in abundance all that we ask for, um, for allowing us to excel in sports and school and blessing us with the opportunity to come to Notre Dame, um, to seek an education centered around you, um, to seek athletic engagement centered around you lord everything we do here is centered around you um and we thank you for for that uh, blessing and that privilege um we pray that you continue to bless us um and that we are blessed on the way in and blessed on the way out lord god we pray that no weapon formed against us prospers and that everybody who listens to this podcast gleans something from what we're talking about um we pray that this platform is used to glorify you um and communicate your goodness and your grace lord god and it's in your name that we pray amen amen Cleveland, thank you so much for coming on, man, and taking the time. Thank you. We know you're a busy man, especially what we just learned. So we appreciate it, man. You're always welcome back, of course. Thank you, and apologies for being late today. It's okay. It's okay. But ready. That is it. Love you, Ma. That's the end of episode eight of the Golden Ticket Podcast. We'll talk to you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace, guys. Yeah, appreciate it.